What up, what up? One, two, one, two. We are live on Unscripted. Uh, welcome back. Thank you so much to everyone tuned in. What up, Rob Allen? What up, Depocalypse? What up, Super Science Stacy? What up, Vertical Sync City? Rion Vanger? Eloquent? We got Nonchalant Jay in the house. We got a lot of people. Uh, I appreciate everyone tuning in. Um, big shout out, Selection Fam, right now in the building. Um, so this is unscripted. If you're unfamiliar, um, this is what we do on the Twitch channel every other, every other week or so. Uh, we have very special guests, and we talk a lot about music and and culture. So um, today's guest, um, as you probably already know, is not only a DJ, um, a host, curator, but he's also the founder of the legendary Selection Crew, who are celebrating their 10th anniversary this year. 10 years, full decade, kind of wild. Um, and we've also released a special collaborative vinyl, which has actually already sold out, um, but check it out <laughs> we'll hopefully do another one soon because uh we're very thrilled about how well that went together um but won't you please welcome um help me in welcoming joe k to the serato unscripted what up joe thank you for having me it's a very uh reflective time of the year and um yeah i'm just here at the crib you see my background i love being home man and i'm just really in a in a place right now where this time of the year, I tend to reflect and just really um, kind of settle down. I've been off the of socials for a couple of days. Just reflect. It's been a crazy year. Um, it's a crazy time right now. I hope everybody's safe right now and uh, in good spirits because this, this time tends to be really reflective and then everything that's going on in the world. But, um, yeah, man, just really thankful. We're getting ready to enter our 11th year. So, as I like to say, this is a new decade that we're going into. So, um, I see some familiar faces in here. Shout out Aliquint. Me and Aliquint go back, shit, past 10 years. So it's, it's cool to see, you know, just everybody who's still making music, everybody who's still like pushing. And even just some people who I've been seeing go into Web3, people that maybe, you know, have been trying to find their light. And now that I see starting to have like a real moment and music or art that they've been making for the last decade plus, is starting to come into fruition so it's a great time man it's a great time to be alive absolutely it was also yesterday i, I found out was the solstice winter solstice mm -hmm. so yeah that's pretty cool we're, we're starting to gonna get light like um longer days finally after this uh very very yeah. dark day um yeah. and it's also christmas shopping time i know it's kind of crazy are, are you i have to ask though are you the kind of person that likes to get everyone's presents real early or are you like a last minute type guy I'm I'm a last minute type guy. I'm I'm really, um, yeah. I actually need after this. I'm gonna go do some some shopping. But I've been doing some things online as well. But um, yeah, there's only like I'm at a point, bro. With like I think we're at that age where I I personally would would much prefer Christmas to be kind of how we do Thanksgiving, where it's just more about breaking bread, like having dinner and saying thanks. The whole like philosophy and the scam of having to, people having to break their pockets to buy gifts for people. I just, I mean, the kids are one thing, like I have a daughter, right? But the kids are understandable, the youth, but for adults, like to be going broke or having to spend like, you know, your your money to buy gifts, I think, there sh I think it should be more about everybody eating together and just saying thank you. I think that's that's more of the message. I wish it was more like that, but it's something like it with my friends and family that I try to really push for. Like, yo, don't get me nothing. I, I'm so blessed. I have everything I need. Like I don't need another another item or a material piece. So um, I'd rather eat some good cooked food and call it a day. You Absolutely. Know? 
that that time when you get to spend with family and be being together in that space that yeah that's magic man 100 i love that are you doing anything with the selection crew for christmas are you able to do that um yeah everybody's kind of like chilling this year you know what i mean everyone's kind of just like everybody got significant others or like everyone's keeping it tight knit also just trying to respect like you know people's families visiting so now we're yeah. keeping it low-key i mean we're around each other all the time i mean it's all love over here they don't take christmas or any specific holiday for us to show love we're constantly talking every day um so yeah we're just all taking the time to just you know reconnect with ourselves and um i'm I have the I have like a couple of weeks off from the radio show, awesome. which I'm I'm very grateful for because everybody knows I've been doing this show for ten plus years, and it's just a lot of energy to to uh, when you're putting together a, a brand new two hour mix every single week. Obviously, and shout out to all the guests that have stepped in, especially as of recent, to do takeovers and kind of alleviate um, some pressure off me. Um, when when I have to deliver these shows, it's it's literally the the center of my world. You know what I mean? Like I can't I can't move my whole week without thinking about the show. You know what I mean? Like my whole my whole infrastructure and scheduling is based around it because I'm like, damn. No matter what I'm doing, I have to find time to dig and put the show together. So right now um, is always a great time to to just recenter and just plan on. Um, the 11 year and so forth so yeah hey while we're talking about what radio and preparing for that I think it's really I think digging is such an important part of being a DJ and and I know like what you just said there too what you you know putting together a new show every week two hours like that's going to consume a lot of your time uh, and you know just learning about new music or finding new music how how many does that like part of your daily routine just like looking for music you know, I have my days where I dedicate like fully to it, um, but I, I would say like every day I'm like just putting aside new music or things that I'm rediscovering or things that my friends are sending me. So it's it's a mixture, um, but I would say from the moment I submit the the show for that for that week, from that moment on, I'm already putting together music for the next week. There also may be tracks that I don't get to play. Um, for that current week that I push over to the next week. So everything's always going to the next. It's like this master playlist of, of organization and, and sorting, right? But um, I would say I usually record on Fridays. So there, for sure, like Thursdays and Fridays, I'm like all hands on with, with like just, just digging. And it, it really takes like, if I had to like kind of put an estimate on how long it takes me to to put this show together, I mean, we're talking about at least total of 15 to 20 hours minimum, you know what I mean? Of just like pure, pure labor going into it because all the digging, all the sorting, the, the, the just, yeah, the organization of it, it takes a while. And, um, and then I have a team, like, you know, a team at Apple who um, I have like producers behind the show. It takes a village to put it together, honestly. So, um, yeah, I'm just really grateful for it at the same time, though, because um, the amount of artists that I've been able to find and discover and how put on and also connect with and some of those artists we've gone on to release with. I mean, it's a blessing, man. And it's it's very rewarding in that sense. You know what I mean? The relationships that have been built through Selection Radio. To this day, I feel like Selection Radio is still the biggest entity within Selection. You know what I mean? Like it's at a point where. I don't even necessarily even have to promote the show 
and go crazy on promo because it's so locked in, right? People know it's like it's like a a, a weekly ritual, and, and that's a blessing in itself. Um, and so I've really built something where people know they can come to every single week and find new music, whether it's me or another guest um, that's that's presenting some music for people. You know, absolutely. I mean, I think so. You've put on. I mean, so many people rely on that and or depend on that in a way of like that's their. That's what they're gonna they're gonna listen to every week. They they want to hear you and and hear that effort every week. It's, it's incredible that it's fifteen to twenty hours. I think uh, I think we all need to probably like think about how much time we're putting into digging and and reevaluate after that. <laughs> Bro, I'll, I'll just say this: it's it's a lot. It's a big responsibility, and um, you know, there's times where I'm just like, how am I gonna do this? Like. Cause you know, like so, some weeks are slower than others. Like, and it can be just, I'm just not having good luck finding music. Like no, no one ever wants to talk about the, the, the trials and tribulations of digging when you're doing it every week. Like there's just time, there, there can just be a week where either like, it's just DSPs and SoundCloud. Like there's just not many people uploading that much or me personally, my taste, my, my music palette isn't resonating with what I'm hearing, right? And that and that's no pun to any any artist or anything. It's just whatever palette or whatever theme or whatever mood I'm in, um, you have to also be in a in a very um, receptive and a very like open-minded uh, listening perspective. Because if I'm if I'm not doing well psychologically, if I'm not in the in the best place or I'm not in the mood, then I might be missing music, right? Like you ever hear music and like you just miss you're like, you, you hear this, you hear a track and you skip over it, but then you hear this music at a later point and you're like, wait, I've never heard this. Or like, why am I barely hearing this now? And you realize that you skipped over it. So I think listening to music is about being in the right headspace. So I always try to make sure that when I'm listening to artists that I'm finding it, but, but all that to say, yeah, there's just some weeks that are slower than others. So if I'm not receiving music or I'm not um, finding things that, I, that are making me excited, what do you do in those moments, right? How do you how do you put together a show to the world um, that you still need to deliver and still make it exciting or not playing music that you just played last week or the last month? The whole purpose of selection is always putting on at least 30 to 50% new programming. That's my that's kind of like my my goal. So at least everything that you're hearing is brand new. So um, yeah, it's just uh it's a uh, it's a it's a great responsibility, but it's bigger than me at this point. It's it's my um, community service to the world to like do that radio show. Ultimately, I know people it might be sound crazy to hear this. Um, my goal really is I would probably want to eventually fall back to bi-weekly with Selection Radio, um, at least for a period of time, so I'm able to focus on bigger bigger things for Selection and for myself because it's such a big responsibility. If I had that that extra week, or if I did something bi-weekly or so, it would allow me to to focus on other things and bring in bigger opportunities for selection um, because I just have that time and I have that energy to focus on other things. It's the same way like if you look at like Sasha Marie, right? Sasha Marie does her show bi-weekly. I also think it could even maybe help on the curation side. like. If I have that extra week off, the music I'm bringing forward, it's just there's more music to present. So, um, yeah, again, I'm not sure how people feel about that, but but there are pros to it. You know what I mean? That's something I've oh, been yeah. thinking. 
you know, I, I think that's a really good point. And balancing that, I mean, what you said about having the energy to, to you know, take in music, I think that's a really, really interesting point. Um, in fact, I've, I've meditated that on that a lot myself, uh, you know, especially as DJs, you know, if we're playing out at nightclubs, you know, we're, there's an onslaught of information, there's an onslaught of music, and music is also very loud, and we need to give our, t- our ears time to rest. Um, and it's actually something that, um, you know, like as I got as I got older, and I started wearing earplugs. I noticed I had more energy for other things in life, uh, just because I gave my ears some some rest, and I could I could absorb music, I could absorb new new sounds a lot better, or work on music, you know, produce music or whatever. And I think that, yeah. And I mean, you know, just shout out if if you're DJs, uh, I mean, air safety is really important. I, I really want to just make sure everyone's considering that at some point because uh, these are the things that, like you said. We need to be in that space. We need that energy to be able to bring that in. And uh, I, I definitely think, you know, you, you said it right. And just giving yourself time, man. I'm, I'm really in this headspace right now about taking care of the mind and doing whatever it takes to preserve that. You know what I mean? And, and to, to be able to deliver. The, the way I, I approach what I do is like, even though I don't play, you know, I'm not a, a professional athlete. I, I definitely have the same philosophy as a professional athlete in terms of everything that I do is about finding that balance of resting, doing things at a high performance, not oversaturating yourself, and just finding ways to constantly reinvent and do things at a high level. And to do that, you have to like, yeah, just find find things that are moving your soul. Um, you have to have great work ethic. And that's something that I was blessed and taught at a young age from my father. And that's something that, um, you know, if you want to continue to to deliver, you got to have those those rest periods or those times where you're able to um, brainstorm, reflect and and bring in the best ideas. But the only way to do that is, like you said, taking time away at at certain moments. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where where things have been been heading because it's about quality over quantity. Right. The more you oversaturate, it's like, ah, selection will be on next week or or I can just go to the next show or I can just do this. You got to find that middle ground of finding that demand or at least connecting with your audience to make things exciting for them to come back. You know what I mean? And that's why I'm very grateful for the selection discord um, because we've been able to really create a, a community where people can talk about either things that are selection related or things with other people who are like-minded. Mm. Whereas before, right right before discord was even around if i wanted to talk to somebody that that that's a big supporter of selection we have to wait for either a dm get away for uh, um, someone to reach out from the contact page on the selection website or a comment or a tweet you know a tweet response that's not like the most you know um, efficient way to be able to commute with your community but that's a web two for you. And that's what we've been given. And it's, or, or, or do a live show, right? And someone comes up to me or Andre or, or Sango or whoever at a show. And then you get to like tell them about your journey. But it, how much can you really share with us for a quick 10 to 30 seconds to a couple minutes yeah. with loud music, right? How, like, it's not really the place to like be able to really connect in those moments. So, Discord has really enabled everybody to communicate with one another. And that's why I'm really grateful for it. You know what I mean? It's like, 
like a forum, you know what I mean? It's like back in the forum days and having having that moment to like just connect with other people. So that's what I'm really excited about is just tapping in with our, our true supporters. You could have a million followers, but it's really that, that 10,000, 20,000, um, you know, um, capacity of, of people who are the true heads that really want to connect. And those are the, the people that we really want to like um, break bread with, you know? We got to get that Discord link up in the chat, actually. Hey, um, I see Abstract Dre. If you can send that link to the Serato uh, mod, um, Serato will be able to post that link in the chat. Um, and uh, we'll make sure if, you, if you're not part of that, you can join the Selection Discord. Um, did you yeah, start? Not that it's also my bad. It's a Selection, or my bad. It's discord.gg forward slash Selection. Um, but yeah, post that in the in the chat. Awesome. And did you start the Discord around uh, I know that one of the, since we're talking about curation, um, when you started a, a Twitch stream with SoundCloud, where you basically were were showing the kind of behind the scenes of your your, your creating curation process, um, and I really enjoyed that. I thought that was such a brilliant concept for you know a stream because it's it's kind of this un it's a, like a, a you know a, a peek behind the you know the, the the curtain you know like to see how how that goes on and I thought that was a brilliant show um is that where you started the discord or was that just something that you started independently of that yeah no we started in, in peak COVID during quarantine um we were doing our live streams on Twitch um when everybody was on IG live or or um on doing the, the streams that's when we decided to do it and it was the smartest thing we ever did and um yeah the, ever since then it's just been like, I mean, even just to bring in, shout out um, Matt and Tally, we brought in a couple people uh, to, to begin working with Selection. And I think that was always the goal is, is to create either either jobs or, or roles or positions or to to be able to just tap in, like we said, with, that, with the people who listen to us, um, you know, week in and week out, who buy our merch, come to all, all of our shows. These are the people that, that like really care about this and you know like i love my crew i love my staff but it's important to have to have like new fresh minds part giving us new ideas you know what i mean and giving their two cents because ultimately these are the people who have been supporting us and these are the people that have ideas or may want to see other things or talk to other um supporters that like you know if they can feedback things that that they would like to see from us that's the main goal of it, you know what I mean? So personally, that's why I think <clears throat> Selection has been around uh, this far in the game is because we've been able to um, just be one with our community. There's no ego, you know what I mean? There's no like, oh, I'm here and you're there, like know your role, like know your place. Nah, like we're approachable, we're accessible. And um, I think people love that, man. I think it makes people feel like they have a voice in this too, you know what I mean? So. Um, yeah, like we've been, we've had it open for about a year and a half. And, um, you know, as we've, as we've been talking about web three initiatives and, uh, selection plus, um, the discord is like the root to, to that, you know what I mean? Being able to communicate, giving people like first listens on selection records, giving people early access to merch and, um, eventually creating just more of a community where we give people, you know, free NFTs or free, free tokens or free 
whatever it is to make people feel like they're a part of this community. You know what I mean? So that's just been a couple of things that we've been like migrating into. I think it's really interesting um, to, see, to see how Discord has become, like you said, kind of this this ground zero or this, you know, this funnel or almost um, to get into that. Uh, I mean, myself, uh, you know, when I got into live streaming, I had no idea what Discord was. It was totally new to me. And, and I was, and I mean, still I encounter people who have never been on it. And, you know, if anyone's listening who doesn't know what it is, you know, definitely maybe just join a couple Discord uh, servers because, uh, yeah, everything you've just said, Joe, about it being kind of a community space and a way to communicate to people it, it's it's kind of amazing, uh, it, it, and, and and the live streaming thing has kind of stripped away a lot of those barriers to communicating with people that you love and like or are fans of, and I do think that that connection is such a, you know, it's it's such a refreshing approach, you know, and as you're saying about selection, where, you know, a lot often in the past, you know, people may be afraid to talk to somebody or somebody they admire, but there's nothing to lose there, you know what I mean? Like this. There's actually a, a good exchange that can come from it. You know, you can learn from your, you know, your fans or your listeners and the people that are part of your community, and then you can also, that you know, you can also role model for them as well and and provide them things that you want to reward them with, like you, like all the things you were just talking about. Um, and it, it's amazing, you know, how how great that is. Uh, and that's kind of like you said, the first step into this Web three world. Now. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm I'm really in the dark about a lot of the Web3. I got a couple of friends that are doing some really cool things in this place, in this space, in this space, uh, and I'd just love to hear about you know your perspective on uh, where where you see that space growing and and how you're you're choosing to interface with it. Yeah, um, it's very technical, so I can understand why people. Um, you know, stray away from it, or it's it's it takes a lot of time. It's like learning a, a new language, essentially. Um, whether you're participating as a collector or as a creator in the space, um, but I do think that in the next like three to five years, it's going to become so common that it'll eventually be what you know the way we interact with SoundCloud or um, DSPs um, and and all that. I think it'll it'll become that where it's just a norm, you know what I mean? And just like anything, even like five, six years ago, think about it, like streaming wasn't even around. Like it was still like iTunes store, you know what I mean? Or or like going to YouTube only or, or SoundCloud and Bandcamp and just relying on those websites. Whereas now DSPs has been something that, um, you know, is is something that has become normalized and that we're so used to. But we've really come out of the 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 lime wire the myspace days you know physicals and cassettes and cds and vinyl and everything is so digitized and essentially web3 is a is a progression of that um but I, I the reason why i believe in it so much and the reason why um i feel like it's where selection is headed is because it's really just about championing it's about embracing um the artists and especially independent artists um, of all of all levels, not just in music, but of of any creator form, whether it's um, you're a visual artist, um, whether you're a graphic designer, whether you're a photographer um, or a musician, and, and even for all creators. Period. I've I've seen someone talking about um, putting up their their poem, like they're they're a poet. They're talking about putting up their poems up as an NFT. I've talked. I've seen 
chefs in you know in the culinary field talking about um uh putting up like recipes and like doing like just really cool interesting things so it, it's really not even just about artists per se um it's it's about all people all people who are creatives and in that field and and then in terms of your collector you just get a chance to really show love or collect um you know like art or or you know create work from people your favorite artists and and really support them in a way that we haven't been able to you know what i mean like i saw who was it amon europe was saying the other day she's like you know i've been streaming um andre 3000's album for for years or i really love that album but who's to say that i don't want to give him or donate more money to him for that project like it's been a big part of my upbringing and my my um just helping me get through some dark points in my life and like i have to stream him four times on spotify just so him or the label can make one cent off of it like what if i want to give andre 3000 more than that you know what i mean and i just thought that was such an interesting point of view and philosophy and the same thing for selection and all the other artists right is is um if someone wants to create even like look behind me right now this uh this music hills sample this tapestry right like essentially there's people out there who want to collect this fine art and if i say hey this is a one of one in the world and you know i'm going to put a uh i don't know let's say i'm putting it up for $200 as a reserve price and is going to be a 24 hour auction on it who's to say that there's someone out there that might not want to bid on it and collect this piece you know what i mean so it's just kind of like saying um supporting an artist one of one or an artist edition of their fine art you know what i mean it's no different from any of us buying physical art in the real world and saying hey i'm the only one that has this piece or i have one of 100 pieces um it's just it's doing that in a digital form so i'm just a big fan of this uh the the web3 side specifically because it's about putting the power back into the artist's hands supporting them but also um being able to break bread with uh the supporters as well the collectors the fact that there's a secondary sale on it is is crazy to me like it's powerful that like going back to this 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 reference and idea behind me of this physical piece if if i were to sell it to you man right and you and you um were to resell it um me as a creator of it i don't i don't get any any portion of those of of the um of the proceeds that go strictly to you but in in the web3 space this is able to keep going indefinitely lifelong where that royalty share is shared amongst you and amongst um the creator lifelong so i'm a big fan of it um i can go on it, it can get really technical but i definitely feel like um i'm beyond just the nft side that's like very surface level i'm really engaged and i'm really locked in on building a community with it and building like um how can we break bread with our with our audience and and so that's why i feel like web3 is a place where we can do that and i think what you just talked about too is you know including um from what i understand the blockchain part of it where artists are able to be comp compensated you know throughout the career the lifetime of a sale of of a piece of art um that pr provides such a unique opportunity in an industry where so many creators were never compensated you know um in the in the growth of their art for example and i think the music industry uh is a is a really good example of something where you know uh, and uh, uh, i guess a uh, 
an industry where people have been exploited or or taken advantage of or or not been able to you know i guess prosper off of the the, the sale of their art would you say right um two more things and we can we don't have to because i don't want this to turn into just like a a web three or selection plus uh, conversation but there's two things um to also echo what you just said and what we just discussed is that um going back to the community side of it the reason i i'm i'm I really want to figure out something is for like going back to the the selection supporters who have been like just showing us love on selection merch and coming to all of our shows or listening to to release one or episode 50 or, or whatever number it is. The reason why I want to tap into those artists because these people have been tapping into us for so long mm. and I'm always about giving back. And so let's just say we did um, uh a selection stream for the 11 year anniversary, right? For example, um, and we do this stream and let's say there's like a thousand people who attend this live Twitch selection stream. Those people who are tuned in and that are in the discord and they have uh, a wallet, an Ethereum wallet set up, we can like airdrop them uh, an NFT or almost like a digital ticket for being there, right? Let, let's just say hypothetically, we can airdrop them like, hey, this is like proof that you were here. Or we can, hey, for all those that, that have been a day one listener, here's a free NFT, but only only you guys get this. Now we're turning an opportunity over to our people, to our community, where they can now take that free NFT that's only limited to them for being present at that show, right? Or that stream. And then they can go on a market like OpenSea, for example, or on a secondary market, and then they can upload that. And there may be someone out there that like, yo, I need that that ticket or I need that NFT. How did you get that? And now we're creating value. Now we're tokenizing something where someone is now wanting to pay somebody that was just there for the love for that NFT that we gave out for free. And then we only gave out like a thousand of them per se. I'm just giving an example, right? And now we're creating money and opportunity for our people who have been giving back into us and um everybody eats you know what i'm saying like this is real like this is this is a real way to to it's it's not about the money because the money comes you know what i'm saying like but there is a way to create uh like some sort of currency value to this there is a value like it's like just having that um that memorabilia or like that that super supporter super fan initiative in it and so um, yeah, I, I hope that made sense for some people and that might kind of go, gone over some people's heads. But if you are tapped into Web3, I think you understand the, the general um, philosophy of what I just said. And um, that's like really something I'm trying to figure out right now is how can we create a revenue stream for everybody, for the artists to eat, for the community? Because, and, and then it's like we don't really need a major, we don't need a major label. We don't need a distributor. We don't need a VC. We don't need none of that. We are now creating our own banking system and creating our own ecosystem where we're able to just like keep supporting each other. You know what I mean? And to me, that's fire. It, it, it's so oh, yeah. it's so ahead of its time that um, it's like um, st everybody's still trying to wrap their head about it. But that's really the direction that this is this is all going. I, I think that what's so great about what I what I'm getting from that, especially from your explanation and stuff too, is that it's really giving more power to people that are you know independent artists and and taking away kind of like 
I guess, the system that isn't really serving us or many people very well anyways. So uh, you're, you're in such a great position. I'll, and, and on the previous episode, when I talked to Andre uh, Power about one of the things that you guys do as well is you, you, pro- you pro- provide a platform for people to jump off you know, from. You know, one of the best things over the last 10 years of all the music that I've discovered, a lot of it's come through selection. And I'd say that a lot of people around the world and definitely in this chat would, would say the, the same thing. Um, and it's great that, you know, that's been a start and then they can continue on and you're you're basically giving people the tools. What you're what you're talking about uh, is really it's great role modeling. It's great. Uh, it's a right, really great uh, educational tip. You know, like it's a pro tip on on how to get ahead in life. And I think it's so cool to see that the world is now moving in this space. You know, with this Web three opportunity, we're able to get more independent creators financially compensated. And, and I see it's happening in little ways. You know, whether it's like Twitch or Bandcamp. You know, these are, I guess, the Web 2.0 kind of uh, examples of that. And I mean, you know, Bandcamp for me has been a really huge, you know, uh, income stream when you compare it to, like you said, a Spotify or, or something like that. And that's just like step one, right? 100%. Yep. And um, yeah, we, it, it's an exciting time. And um, yeah, man, I just I just really want to give back. I just re- that's that's really my ethos right now is giving back, breaking bread with the community. Ultimately, like, it's crazy because we, we're, we're approaching our, our 11-year anniversary next month. And um, at this, like I said, at this point in time, I'm always very reflective of, like, okay, what can be done better? What has, what has been our highs and lows? It's been a lot of, like, amazing moments this year. But, yeah, like, on a last note on this, uh, this Web3 side is that I personally feel like selection has been slept on i still feel i still feel slept on i feel like like a lot of our producers and djs are slept on and um, i know that sounds crazy um but but i really feel like we were finding a home and we finally found this like this true like community um and i feel like we found our true calling in in all of this where now we're able to like really take these ideas and although I feel like I've watched a lot of people take from selection. I've watched a lot of artists come in and out and only do things selfishly or for selfish reasons. I do feel like the people who are still around with selection truly want to be around. And, and like, it's a blessing to like um, be around people who, who choose to be here and um, who really care about it. And so that's why we're really tapping in and, and trying to figure out solutions on how do we remain independent or how do we remain, how do we keep that same ethos that have kept us here for the last 10 years? And how do we take that to another level? You know what I mean? How can we hire more devs, right? Who are, um, if you don't know what a dev is, it's a developer. Um, how, do we, how, do we, how do we hire more engineers? How do we hire more um, designers? You know what I mean? More creatives um, beyond just the, the, the DJs and producers and artists like, just trying to essentially create like a super team of just like the best minds, you know what I mean? And give back to the community right now. My focus is, um, I've been talking to my boy, um, uh, Mars, uh, Mars today, who's like my right hand right now, especially in selection plus. And I just really respect his philosophy, but we've been having a lot of open conversations about <coughs> creating a, um, <coughs> excuse me. We've been creating a, a, a therapy fund therapy for artists. You know what I mean? Like, like how can we take some of our profits and create a fund uh, to provide therapy 
for our staff, our crew, because taking care of the mind is the most important. So these are things that should be given for free. You know what I mean? These are things that our government, our system should be giving. So, all right, cool. How can I, how can I take action and start working towards creating this fund to have this accessibility for our artists? So, um, yeah, everything's very community based, giving back into youth centers and stuff like that. Um, we, there's a, there's a place called a uh, Boyle, Boyle Heights Arts Conservatory out here in Los Angeles. And um, they've been somebody that um, we've been starting to tap in with and some of their equipment is outdated. Some of their infrastructure is outdated. So we want to like get new equipment into them. And they have a radio show. There's like on this, I wasn't able to stop by the other day, but there's like 11 year olds and 12 year olds doing a radio show. And I think that's crazy. Like if I had the chance to start doing a radio at the age of 11 or 12, that's amazing, man. Like I can't even imagine how much more advanced I would be from where I'm at right now. So to thinking about the youth and the kids and I'm thinking about my daughter who just turned nine, um, putting those keys and giving those, all about sharing the codes, giving those codes to the people, to the youth. Um, that's all I wanna do is just give back. You know what I mean? Just using my voice, my portal to just keep doing that, um, just figuring out ways. So that's really the initiative that we have going into this 11 year is sharing the codes, embracing and breaking bread I probably sound like a broken record right now. No, so, this is great. I mean, yeah. these are all concepts that I think are so important for us all to listen to and 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 just you know entertain. You know, I mean, I think just the concept, like you said, um, therapy for artists. You know, I mean, that that seems like such an obvious thing, but like you said, it's not provided for free. You know, it's not provided by. I mean, most employers, you know, probably don't even do that. You know, um, and it's something like you said, it, it it solves so many problems if you get people's minds right. You know, they can interact in society better and then you remove, you know, crime, a lot of crime from the situation. You remove, you know, barriers and, and you build better families, you build better, you know, role models, and, you know, better futures for people. And I think, uh, I mean, that's beautiful, man. It's a, it's a very unique, it's not, it, it's not a, it's a unique concept, but it shouldn't be, you know what I mean? Like, it should just be like a, a broadly so accepted. Um, yeah, you're right, bro. Like, it's, it's so basic and let's just be honest, like the world needs therapy, like the world is on fire right now, um, mm -hmm. good and bad. And so, um, you know, it's, it's not really our doings like to like during COVID, I had learned about this philosophy called dumping like this, this terminology of like, we've all done it where, you know, like we're all going through shit, everybody in this chat, everybody, we all have, whether it's family, whether it's work, whether it's personal love life, I guarantee there's something that we're all going through, um, good and bad, and that that's like heavy on the mind. And, you know, it's not really the responsibility of our best friend or our parent or whoever to to be like be playing therapist for us. You know what I mean? There's things that we should be able to talk to in private with the professional or a mediator, somebody that to, to kind of get these things off the chest, someone that's non-biased. There's also things that we've all gone through that our best friend or whoever may not have the the answer for that and simple you know having like some sort of sympathy or acknowledging is one thing but i think this is a moment where we all need clarity and we all need like the truth and we all need that real right so um you know with all love to our friends and family you know they might they're also going through shit too they're, they're going through things and to, it, there's been a lot of times where how many times I've, I've definitely done it where i've called a friend or, or my mom or, or a family member, and I just start dumping whatever I'm going through on them, right? And 
I didn't even stop to ask them, like, yo, are you good? Like, or do you have the capacity to speak about this right now? Because I don't know what you're going through, but fuck it, I'm going to just dump this on you. Nah, like, I've gotten to a point where I've had, incur- I've have, I have courtesy now, and I, like, I'll ask somebody, like, hey, I'm about to tell you it's a little heavy, or this is what I'm going through. So if I share this with you, do you have the capacity to talk about it? Or if not, with, with all love, let's come back at a different time. It's all good. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? But that's why I found, like, I'm I'm actually upset that I've I've I barely started doing therapy this year. Um, I'm 32. Um, I started when I was 31, um, back in like April. It's never too late to do therapy, by the way. Um, but doing therapy has been like so essential for my mind. You know what I mean? I even have a therapist for my daughter, and and I think so many people see therapy as like, uh, oh, it, like. I've seen people use therapy against others like a weapon, like, oh, you're you're fucked up or you need, you know, you you're you have you have trauma or you have um, you know, certain things and use it against people and that's not cool. Mm-hmm. Like therapy's not just about sharing like rough moments or heavy moments. It's about just expressing yourself and talking about great moments too. And so again, like going back to even my daughter, giving her therapy and having uh, someone that she can talk to that's not her mom or her dad or family member that she can talk to and trust and share her ideas or share what's going on through her mind. I think it's really important to teach somebody. So that's really been one of the biggest initiatives. You know, when I see artists talking too much on Twitter or like just like venting and using Twitter as a diary, I'm like, yo, like you gotta like really channel that energy, go talk to a therapist. And I I don't mean that in a condescending way, but like Twitter is not the place to be putting out your 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 laundry or putting out some of these things you know what i mean you don't want people to there's certain things that should remain private or things that you're dealing with that should go in in, in these sectors so yeah i'm just really a firm believer of taking care of the mind and providing these resources so people can kind of navigate through um and be able to create the art or go about um expressing themselves or you never know what people are going through um if they're having like you know some darker thoughts so yeah man i just really really that's like all i really want to like do along with the music the music is easy i breathe this shit every day we're going to keep on putting out music we're going to keep feeding the people what they need to what they what they desire um but i just want to add that that extra layer moving forward that's really dope i mean i think um i think what you said a lot about you know uh having expectations that you know you're going to get the best advice from your friends or your family is is not always going to be the best case and we can't expect them to be trained therapists um you know and having a good relationship with your friends and be able to talk to your friends and your family is very important i think too but i I definitely feel like yeah it's a really it's really important to bear in mind that you know everybody has their own perspective on things and sometimes it's always not necessarily right or maybe it is but expecting them to always be the 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 voice you know it's it's hard um yeah and I did, I did see someone posted up in here. Somebody said they had a bad experience with therapy. It's hard to find the right therapist. And I do think that that's a really good, a really good point, actually, uh, you know, uh, finding the right therapist. I, I mean, I've had this conversation. I'm really glad you brought it up, actually. I think it's something that a lot of us DJs and, and producers, especially in the creative world, um, you know, finding the right people to talk to is really important. Um, and... Uh, yeah, in this last year of all years, it's been a very, very tough year emotionally, mentally for everybody with, you know, everything going on in the world. There, you know, I think it's no, no, uh, no surprise that we've lost a lot of people and it's very unfortunate, you know, um, 
due to that um, and I want to just take a moment to you know address that you know it's really it's heavy stuff you know I, again I hope I'm not dumping on anybody by talking about the stuff in the chat you know it's but, real life man yeah. yeah it's real life so um yeah what I would say to that in regards to yeah it's not always easy like it took me a couple of therapists to find the right ones but there's nothing wrong with it it's just like finding um you know just the right compatibility the right fit for you um, but when you do find the right person for you, it's amazing. And um, I've also heard people talk about like, uh, you know, just how uh, it's, it's expensive. Right. And so mm. there's actually I just looked it up right now. Um, there's a there's a site called openpathcollective.org and they're, uh, they they provide affordable um, therapy uh, for people with like like literally 30 to 60 dollar sessions, which is unheard of. Uh, wow. You just got to fill out like a little application, I believe, just kind of like provide some numbers and, and things like that. And it's not you, you can get approved pretty quick. Um, so, yeah, openpathcollective.org um, is one that I've been recommending to a lot of my friends and stuff like that. And again, you don't got to go every week. You know what I mean? And a lot of the stuff could be over phone or, or on Zoom, um, especially during these times. But, um, yeah, I would really recommend it for a lot of people, you know, if you haven't tried it yet or haven't found the right person, um, just being able to have someone on deck, if, you know, for those moments that come. But, um, but yeah, man, I'm glad that we were able to have this uh, conversation because these are things that I don't really speak about. I kind of like, there's a lot of things I internalize and in that I feel like people would like to hear about my philosophies on certain things. And, you know, how, how, how do I navigate? How, how am I able to deliver at such a high level or a consistent level? And these are just some of the things that I do, you know, to keep the mind, keep the mind sharp and to keep like being able to um, uh, deliver. Absolutely. And I like I love that this conversation, um, even before we got on, we were talking about how we really want to make this conversation about the future. And I do feel like this concept of getting therapy or working through problems because everybody has problems and i like that you talked about that and there's no shame in that everybody has issues everyone we've had like generations of, of stuff that we've inherited uh, involuntarily so um moving into the future is this is a, such a big part of that right is clearing that space to make room for the future and make future growth happen Absolutely. That's where I'm at right now. Like I've been doing a lot of unlearning and a lot of relearning. So right now I'm like, I'm always a student, but I'm completely like tapped in on myself, just doing the work that I need to do um, internally um, and behind the scenes. Like, honestly, I've been off of socials a lot this year. I've never been off of social media so much. Um, I've taken the time to really just um, kind of just write down and face things that I need to work on within myself, things that I would like to see, and just putting those things into action, right? And um, just being vulnerable, you know what I mean? Just being, just being, putting myself out there and just saying like, having to face those conversations uh, with my loved ones and, and, and just like, just be a better person, you know what I mean? How can I be of serv service to the people? So, um, you know, like what people see on social media, that shit is just like, 0.001 fraction of of my life you know what i mean of what we're doing what we're working on so um you know i really just want to be more about action versus just talking about it you know what i mean so um yeah i'm really excited for for the 11 year um, we have some great collaborations some great things that we're working on and um although there's been a lot of conversation about web3 and all this tech stuff and all these like things that seem so like you know forward um 
we're, we're, we're definitely not going to stop doing what we already do. You know what I mean? Like selection records is operating per usual. Our, our merchandise drops. Um, obviously the live space is in an interesting place right now with COVID and like international travel and stuff like that. But I feel like nobody does things like selection. Nobody plays the music that we play the way we do the way our, our, our crew does. So I'm, I'm very confident that it ain't going nowhere. I'm not worried about it. To be honest, like even for me doing live shows isn't even a priority. I'm in a blessed position where, um, you know what I mean? I've been able to create rep different revenue streams and avenues where I can, I can stay home and I can focus on the next big idea, the next incentive, all the things that we've been talking about so far. So to me, I'm, I'm the happiest being home right now. And like, Although I do love doing shows and stuff, I have this uh, this uh, value and this like this gift where I'm able to kind of make a decision. I'm like, I, I don't need to be touring all year round the way I used to. And so um, I'm, I'm taking that into consideration and just like locked in. Like there's no there's no Joe that's as tapped in or locked in when he's at home. You know what I mean? When he's able to like have a, a true like work routine and, and get these bigger ideas down. So more about long-term play right now um but yeah we have some collaborations coming out uh where we've been working on some stuff with like g-shock um that's been something that we've been you know that's very nostalgic um we've been working on these uh we have this matt keen and esther release a rose gold release um rose gold you know, is 14 kt and no uh no uh rose gold, rose gold different it, one <laughs> Different rose gold. So I, I forgot about that, by the way. But no, Rose Gold is an amazing vocalist and writer based in uh, LA. She's from the DMV. Oh, awesome! Um, but, but she's wrote for for great. She's worked with Terrace Martin, James Fauntleroy, oh, wow. Brody, um, Smino. Like she's she's a gem, and like we're just looking to put her forward. You know, and anytime we can champion a woman and put a woman at the forefront of selection, like we're always looking to. There needs to be more women engineers. There needs to be more women management. There needs to be, uh, or my bad, there needs to be more women in management. And they're just, yeah, anytime we can champion uh, a woman, like we're always looking for that, you know what I mean? So there needs to be more women in this space, period. And um, so, yeah, we have like just a string of releases we're working on. Uh, we've been talking to Blue Note, the legendary Blue Note Records, Ooh. about doing a joint project, and um, you know I'm, I'm stating these things even though uh, they're they're not um, like the project is in development at the moment. I don't really like to speak about too many things, but to me to work with the legendary Blue Note and yeah. put out a project is huge, like a compilation album. We want to put out more vinyl um, and. Uh, yeah, this, I can go on the list of uh, selection radio. Someone asked me the other day, like, oh, are like interviews coming back? Right? I noticed you haven't been interviewing, but that's just because uh, the, the, app, the, the Apple Music One studio has been shut down for almost two years now. Actually, Damn. it's been shut down two years. Yeah, so there's just not a place to record. Of course, I can do that independently, but it's just kind of a pain in the ass. It's like, you know, getting Apple to sign off and then like, the getting guests, you know, like just the whole COVID protocol. So that's that's the main reason why we've just been doing takeovers and, and keeping it about the music because um, kind of like limited on, on that on that front. But it's also been good to put the radio show in other people's hands and to, to enable them to 
to program selection radio from their perspective. You know what I mean? So uh, we have also in a couple of weeks, uh, it'll be our fifth year in a row doing uh, selection all day um, for New Year's, which is amazing. The fact that Apple has trusted me, trusted selection to um, to take over the whole network for, for a day wow. and to just put together like a lineup of, of DJs or selectors or curators and and start the the, the new year from from our perspective is it's, it's a blessing so um yeah i'm not sure if you have any other um any questions in regards to um just some other ideas or things for for the new year well yeah actually i wondered if we could just rewind a, a little bit there was one of the things you talked about um as far as well there's there's several things um but one of the things i thought was was really cool how you talked about um diversifying from just playing gigs you, you know just doing one uh, income stream. I think a lot of DJs, and I imagine, I assume a lot of DJs listen to this podcast. And shout out if you're listening on Spotify or YouTube or wherever you listen. But a lot of uh, DJs, including myself, at one point was like, "How do I figure out how to get income from other things?" And I think over the last decade of you know selection, and not to focus on the past, but you guys have been so good at doing that. And even what you're talking about, all the things you're talking about now, is different ways of making money uh, as selection, as Joe K, as a DJ. Um, but not just DJing. And I think a lot of people struggle with that concept uh, and what to do next. You know, how do I, should I make beats? You know, should I, uh, you know, put on a show? You know, what, what are the, what's the next steps? And I think um, I just, I just love to hear what, what some of those, what some of those key moments were or what key things that you would recommend to somebody if they're a DJ and they're looking to kind of diversify uh, out of just playing, you know, reg regular gigs. Right. Um, I mean, everybody's different. Every, every creator, every, every single DJ um, or artist or anyone in the creative field that's been just kind of in a linear, linear place or in this cycle, I feel, um, I think it's just about identifying whatever it is that, that um, you have a passion for outside of that. I know that sounds cliche, but like for me, I, I could use myself as an example. Like I created Timeless Classics. Um, which is my personal line, right? It's still in the same ethos of selection. You know, me being the face of selection, there's still a lot of crossover um, in terms of uh, the, the community and people who support Timeless Classics, but it's been me doing all the initiatives that I've been doing through there and the products that I've been releasing have been things that I personally have wanted to do for, for like four or five years now, but I never had a chance to because I was constantly on tour I was constantly on the road or working on other things. And so when um, COVID happened, it allowed me to finally tap in and make the, and kind of get this off the ground, right? Um, that's, and again, like going back to like the, the Web3 stuff, like that's a reason why I, I'm a fan of it because I'm actually gonna enter the space as a creative, as a creator on the photography side. Like I've traveled for so many years um, I've been around the world and back so many times that I've taken so many amazing photos that that actually have value, whether you've seen them on on the radio show, whether you've seen them on my merch, um, all these different things. And I'm putting in, I'm going to put up like a collection of photos up in the Web3 space, you know, as a creator. Um, and, you know, there's there's a chance to monetize that. You know what I mean? If there's people out there. Um, that that may want to collect that, and I'm aware of that. And you know, because I've done, I've done my own gallery before a couple of years ago, and I was able to sell four prints of mine for like $350 or so. 
So I was like, wow, there's actually someone out there that values my, my, my photography. And I, and I love taking photos. I love documenting on film and digital. So um, for me personally, you know what I mean? Like I come from that same, you know, when Taku was coming out and, and like really putting the flag down for creatives that also do other mediums, such as photography or, or graphic design or whatever it is, these are these are space. This is why I love Web3, because this is a chance for I have thousands of photos sitting on my hard drive that that is that are real dusty that I can now wipe, wipe the dust off of. And there's someone out there in the world that supports me or believes in me or believes in selection and wants to have a piece of that art. And why not? So now I'm creating another revenue stream. You know what I mean? So I've been just taking the time to just like, you know, create these these uh these assets and ideas and and push them forward you know what i mean so whatever that is um to the creator out there that's listening just tap into your inner self of whatever it is you want to pursue and that's realistic there's there's a diff you got to be realistic too because there's things that you may want to do but you just may not be there yet or may take time to develop either put in the time to develop that or or put something forward that that you feel other people value it could be cooking it can be um workout could be uh, it, it could be a, whatever sector it is, just anything that makes you happy and that other people may find value in. So, um, yeah, I've been doing that and also been even just like looking into reinvesting my money into like stocks and crypto and taking the time to like learn that and ask, ask dumb, not even dumb questions, but not being afraid to put myself out there and learn from ground zero and asking my friends what I would think in my head is a dumb question. But just being being vulnerable and 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 putting putting money into somewhere where um, that actually create a revenue stream for me a year or two down the line, you know what I mean? And so these are things that I wish somebody would have fucking told me literally years ago. All the all the money that I've made from touring, all the money that I've made and generated for myself over these years, I never had anybody come to me and be like, hey. Trust me, put this money into Tesla. You know what I mean? Like put this money into Shopify, put this money into, um, you know what I mean? Like all these different companies that that are now or, or put this money into Ethereum when it was worth, you know, only like $5, $20. Like imagine what that could have turned into a year or two later now. And um, yeah, you have to go through those trials and tribulations. But I'm just at a point where I've been so in this kind of linear state for a long time. And I'm at this point now where I'm like, how can I, how can I become exponential? You know what I mean? And, and being just smarter with my, with my revenue stream and creating assets for my people. You know what I mean? So yeah, those are, those are things that have been on my mind, you know, just in terms of investing and recreating, reinventing myself as, as this life and technology is constantly changing. Uh, yeah, I think that's really cool. One of the things I really love about uh, just everything, what you've been really bringing to the chat today, and I think is kind of like a really, really great sentiment is, yeah, like asking questions and, and being open to learning and constantly learning. I feel like whether it's yeah learning more about yourself through therapy, learning more about business, learning about these sorts of things is like this opportunity for growth. And I think that's a, I think that's one of the things you guys have done so well, like you obviously Joe as a person, but selection is always is growing, and I think, uh, you know, that's a motto. That's a way of life, right? Like it's not just a I'm gonna do this. <laughs> it's like a constant uh, thing. You constant. You never stop learning, so you've got to keep being hungry for for more knowledge and and keep trying. 
to move forward with that knowledge. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, and I would also advise just to like really um, take initiative in like group chats with like, you know, people who who inspire you or people in your circle that um, may have knowledge in these fields. Just just really like having those conversations, sharing links and having those open spaces for dialogue. And that's what I've been doing. And I've been like having conversations with people smarter than me or people that I look like in terms of a knowledge level of these spaces that I'm trying to learn. I just constantly ask questions and and um, I'm just like I'm a I'm a sponge right now. So, yeah, I, I love it. And I feel like I'm learning a new language. I feel like I'm coding. I feel like, you know what I mean? I feel like um, like I'm in this matrix right now and I'm constantly like when Neo gets plugged in. Right. And he's like <laughs> how to do all these different traits. Like that's that's me right now. I'm like learn. I'm like in beta mode and, um, you know, we never stop learning. So. Yeah, I'm just really hungry to learn more. I'm really hungry to provide more. I'm, I'm learning. I'm re- really hungry to like introduce more artists, to put more artists on, to put more people um, on that that are looking for opportunity, that have the gifts but just don't have the tools. Um, I'm just trying to use my voice and things that I that I didn't have that I now have, and trying to provide those for others. You know what I mean? So. Um, that's why the Discord has been a good place for us to like being able to connect with these people and and starting to hear people out. If if someone uh, if just on this on the subject we were talking about before about if you're a DJ you're trying to get uh, you know another income stream, I know a lot of DJs would also really like or producers would really like to get their music featured on selection on your radio show um, or in your sets. If you could give uh, some advice to somebody, what would be the best, you know, suggestion for them to get your attention? Um, the best way for me personally is I, I usually like to find you first. I mean, unless we have mutual friends, um, where a lot of the times music is passed over through a mutual. Um, I I feel personally I love when I'm able to find you. It's so much more organic. Not to say that you can't send me a link. Send me a link all day. Um, but, but like, there's been people who I've like found on my own. And sometimes I end up like engaging with them on social media and then I'm like, oh, wow, this person had sent me a DM, but I didn't even see it. Personally, I get anxiety from my DMs. Like I don't even open my DMs, not even with my friends. Like I rarely open them because I just get so much. And like, it, it makes me anxious because I have so many emails and texts and submissions coming in already. Plus like, I have, you know, all the social media accounts that I oversee for selection already. And then um, just all the things that I'm just constantly receiving and receiving. So, you know, like a DM is like another form of a, of a text message to me. It's like engaging and opening. And I don't want to I don't want to open it where it just says seen. And I don't I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And if I don't re- if, if I don't have sometimes people are looking for feedback and I don't I don't always like resonate with the music and some people are sensitive so i try to be very cautious of all these hoops you know what i mean and um or i'm just really busy and i forget to reply so for me look i'm always digging i'm always watching i'm always listening i might not find something in real time every time but i will find it eventually um i always find I always find what i need to find so um yeah just just have trust that i'll find you when i need to and 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 just keep on working on yourself and developing, you know what I mean? Um, I have a quick track I'd like to play. Um, and I was wondering, 
maybe you can tell me like afterwards uh, if this was tagged specifically so you would see it or something more personal but this is a bop <laughs> shout out pyramid plaza this is house bump for joe k it's so good. play too much more of that um you know just just to, out of respect but um yeah man that's a that's such a banger man um can you tell me like did he just send that to you or how, how what's the story there pyramid plaza shout out to him man he, levi um levi he, he honestly just surprised me with that track one day man i just think like we had a really tight-knit relationship and um you know i, I felt like i came into his life at a moment where you know what I mean? I think he was in school or, or, you know, in college and he was looking for community. I think he was already inspired by selection at the time. This was like 20, 2014, if I'm not mistaken. And um, yeah, I just, I just kind of like approached him in a time in his life. I feel like where he needed community, he needed to be embraced because this man was a gem. Like he was so extremely gifted. And, and like um, when, when I first heard about uh, Pyramid Plaza, I remember just, his sound was so fresh and I'm, yeah, it was like in that, that was the time when Sam Gallatry had, had already came out, but the way Pyramid was just able to flip a track and his, his like approach on, on production and, and his sequencing and his sounds, his arrangement, it was just, it was a, it was a really like really unique time, a very innovative time in SoundCloud. I think when people think back to the golden era of SoundCloud, you know what I mean? He's a part of that conversation along with all the other goats who have really developed the narrative and the, the sound direction and the ethos of the selection sound and that SoundCloud era. But um, yeah, no, he just literally surprised me out of nowhere. And like that, that's one of the first tracks that I've ever had where someone titled it and ID'd it off of my name. Um, so cool. and, and, and what I love about it is still a timeless track. Like we can play that today. And it still hits. Like if I if I play that in my set today, not just because of who I am, but if you play that out, that track is still gonna bang. It's still gonna hit. And um, you know, it has that UK essence to it, but it also has that like that class, that high energy. And if you ain't moving when that song comes on, I don't know what you're doing. You know, what I mean? but um, there's a lot of people who still don't know about that track. And if you know, you know. And it's kind of like the 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 symbolization of selection. Like, if you know about this music, then you know about that track. And if you don't, 
you're going to find out, you know what I mean? You're going to wonder what is this track? How have I never heard about it? Just to find out that it came out like six, seven years ago and like, damn, where have I been? Why haven't I known about it? You know what I mean? But yeah, oh, yeah. Just, it's still so fresh, man. It's, it's I, I only heard it like a couple of years ago and I was like, this is, this is a banger, man. I got to get this. Um, yeah. But you also do some production yourself. I know it's kind of on the low, but um, you've uh, you've you've got uh, the slowed slowed edits uh, by Joe K. I I wouldn't say you know because I man, the goats, everybody part of selection and so all the producers in this chat like I I wouldn't want like I know there's always like a form of sampling or looping and that's like a form of producing like I, I read something the other day like uh uh a loop can change your life and it's true. You know what I mean? Like being like Kanye and, you know, DJ Premier and like so many amazing producers like have been, you know, Mad Lib, Dilla have been a testament. I have even knowledge, you know what I mean? Like a, a, a four bar, eight bar loop is all you need sometimes to like change somebody's life. But um, I, I don't produce personally. I leave that up to, to all the gurus and all the, the amazing gifted artists within selection and all the artists out there that I've been able to connect with and build with. Um, but the slow edits um, was something that came along, you know, back in 2011, 2012, that I was just doing it more for myself to be able to hear music in a different tempo. And I remember I started playing some of those slow edits um, in my, in the radio show. And then people just kept hitting me up for them. So I was just uploading them to SoundCloud because I was getting like 20 to 50 hits, like requests for people to to have those downloads. Or there was times where I would, it would just be like a slow down instrumental and I'd be getting people like, yo, is that your remix? And I'm like, no, it's just, it's the same beat. It's just, it's just pitched down. You know what I mean? I can understand why it sounds different, but um, I started sharing them on SoundCloud and like some of those joints went viral and like you know like Bala Hadid and like the Kardashians and like random ass you know influencers and people were like playing them or I've seen things resurface on TikTok and um, it's always interesting you know what I mean but the real goats of it are like the DJ screws you know what I mean like you know Swisha House that's real like chopped and screwed what the slowed edits were never even chopped and screwed. I was never, they were never chopped and slopped. They were never, you know what I mean? Like, they were, it was never about that. It was just mainly just to hear music at a different tempo because I would hear something at one range and I'd be like, wait, this, this will probably have a new life to it at this tempo or at a different pitch. And that's really where it started from. Now you have slowed and reverb and all these people like the, 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 the younger generation uh, rediscovering slowed edits and chopped and screwed and, and doing their own take on it. But um, yeah, man, it, it's been great in terms of giving new life to music for me. It's more of a easy listening, personal listener experience for me. It was never about, oh, let me put this out so I can get like, um, so I can, so I can get recognition um, over these artists. Now it was never about me. It was more about track selection compiling curation and hearing music at a different tempo and at a different sound you know what i mean so um yeah that's that's where um that's where that stemmed from i mean i think the that's the great one of the things i liked about it like I, i'm, I'm going to play your um 
uh, Lady Ray piece of me slowed edit. Just so people know, A, what we're talking about, but also because I think this is a really good example of a song that maybe a lot of people don't know, but it, it's it's got its own character this way. So this is a Joe K. slowed edit of Piece of Me by Lady Ray. We're just going to play a snippet. You've been the best of times you walk me through my darkest day. Fire. What must have turned around? I asked myself. So you, I mean, I think like that's a perfect example. I hadn't, I didn't really know that song, and I when I went on your Bandcamp and I was like checking them out, you've got like what, four four editions. You got three ed- three versions, and then you've got a- three editions. Yeah, and then like oh yeah, four. I have a, um like an Afro Beats tape when like when like Afro Beats and the Alte sound was like really fresh to the world. Like you know, like a majority of people were barely finding out about all these different artists. Um, I had put that out, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been, um, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like I have put on a lot of people to new artists just from the slow edits alone, you know what I mean? And that was another thing that I enjoyed about it is that I was picking tracks that, that um, were really rare, really unique, or uh, artists that no one really knew about and bringing light to, those songs were already my favorites, but now I was introducing people to these artists. And so, that was probably the best part. It, it was almost like a, like a compilation tape of my favorite artists in that moment. You know what I mean? And so, captivating that and putting them out to the world, where oh shit, I don't know who this art, I don't know who Lady Ray is, but let me look in, let me like just let me look into the rest of her catalog. Um, and that's always been the point of selection. It's never been about Joe K or about the Joe K slowed edit. It's it's not to to take the spotlight off of anybody. It's about really artist discovery. And I'm glad that you recognize that because um, I remember in the in the golden era of SoundCloud, I was getting some clapback or there were other producers or artists that were mad at me for it because it was getting, this shit was getting hundreds of thousands of playbacks or millions of playbacks. And I can understand for an original creator, you put all your hard, hard work and time into into creating your original production or your original track. And then here comes Joe that's getting a fucking million or 2 million uh, playbacks on a slow edit. It's like, that can be very frustrating, but I don't know what you want me to say. Like that was never the incentive, you know, for the the initiative was never to, um, to take reign over anybody. It was always to put on that artist, to be honest. So um, yeah, I'm glad. Thank you for bringing that up. Absolutely, man. Um, uh, while we're talking about this this stuff, and just quickly, let's shout out DJ Screw one more time. Long live Chopped and uh, Screw and, Music. And OG, OG Ron C as well. That's another OG. That's right. Bro. Yeah, who's still around with us and making those Chopped and Slopped, Candlestick, a lot of those, the Houston crew. Big up. Mm-hmm. Love that stuff. Um, music does sound sometimes much better. Slow down. Um, and... Um, I wanted to, you talked about a little earlier, you talked about, you know, a lot of gems that your father had given to you. Um, so I, it, it made me want to ask you, you know, did you grow up in a musical family? Um, I actually didn't, but my, um, like a god, my godfather, he had uh, taken me under his wing when I was about like 11 or 12 and he had taken me to um, 
a lot of radio stations here, not a lot, but like a couple of radio stations here in LA at the time, like Power 106 and uh, 92.3 The Beat, uh, which I believe kind of migrated over to, to K-Day. Um, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, it, I'm not even sure if it migrated or which network it's under, but I remember going to 92.3 The Beat, which, which converted into 100.3 The Beat. And um, he would take me on his runs, like his promo runs, because he worked for Universal. And um, I think just being exposed at a young age, just being, you know, 11 or 12, like I had brought up earlier, those kids at the Boyle Heights Arts Conservatory who have access to a, a, a soundboard and are able to do a radio show right now at the age of 11, like that's huge. That does a lot for the mind. So I think, um, you know, when I was around that at that age, I think it did the same for me, like being around other radio hosts, seeing uh, other artists and DJs coming through to promote their new, their new record at the time and actually coming through with a stack of vinyl. Um, that really like enlightened something in my mind. I think it, it, it unlocked something. And so as I got older to like about 13, 14, and at the time when like LimeWire was a thing, I just started going crazy on downloading music, you know what I mean? Being a part of the internet and downloading all these MP3s and being on blogs, that was really the start of it, you know what I mean? Discovering Stone's Throw, discovering um, Dilla and Madlib and discovering, I, I started to become curious of who's the producer um, behind the, the, my favorite music, you know what I mean? Um, started learning more. I had been seeing Timbaland on music videos for so long, but started realizing, oh, he's not actually like like a rapper only or, or a vocalist. He's actually a, the producer behind this beat and, and wanting to study more about the credits behind the music. So I really feel like it started from those moments when I was young. And then I kind of just took it into my own reign. When I started making like mixed CDs and being the guy in high school at the kickbacks, at the functions, I was always the ones that was controlling the music. I wasn't DJing, but I was, I had these mixed CDs that I was putting into the CD player that I was controlling the music for sure. That's so cool. It kind of reminds me of, um, have you seen the, the NWA movie where, where Dr. Dre is like in his, in his room, he's listening to the uh, Roy Ayers music and he's just like mm -hmm. vibing on the floor, listening to all the records. Yeah. yeah. That was me. And at that time, like I was going through a very transitional phase in my life and between my parents and, you know, I was always just locked up in my room, like just listening to music. Music was, was the only, um, the only like medium. And that was my therapy because unfortunately my parents weren't, um, up on therapy. So like, I wish I would have had therapy when I was a teenager. I fucking needed it desperately. All the trauma and and things that I experienced and and came up, you know what I mean, seeing and and hearing, I'm just like, man, music was my only form of therapy, you know what I mean? Like that was the only thing that I felt like had my back, the only form, uh, the only medium where I can listen to music and I felt like, okay, I have, I have a reason to keep going. I have a reason that I can actually um, eventually maybe pursue a career in this. And so, yeah, that's kind of how it was for me. That, that was, that actually really leads nicely into this other question that I was, we ask all of our, all of our guests and much like the, uh, the sound of tomorrow was selections tagline. 
Serrato's is, uh, you know, the power of music. Um, what does this is this what the power of music means to you? In terms of like, which which part, which avenue? What 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 does that mean to you? The power of music when when you oh, hear those words. Oh, the the power of music is is essential. I mean, the power of music is why we're even speaking at this moment. It's the reason why the people who are alive in this room right now are here because music has connected us. Music has brought us together. Uh, music is is my life. You know what I mean? Like without music, I don't know. Maybe I'd be like a teacher or something like that, or like working with with the youth or. Um, you know what I mean? I, I would be doing something or I'd be a photographer. I'm not really sure what I'd be doing, but music has enabled, it has changed my life. It has fed others on my team. It has provided, it has um, helped people overcome, uh, you know, some dark spaces. You know what I mean? I feel like that's been like a common theme in this, in this conversation of talking about how music has taken us out of, of these moments um, to, to kind of empower us, man. And so, um, yeah, music, music is everything. And, and it's, it's like the microphone and it's the vocal point of, of what we do, but there's so much more than music, but it's usually the avenue and central point of what got us in these conversations. And it allows myself and others to like provide and to give back. So, um, yeah, man. Thank you, Joe. That's really that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Um, I'm going to uh, open up the floor. Um, questions from the audience. We've got a, b a bunch of people that has tuned in. I want to give a quick shout out to Stank Palmer who just rated us. Stank Palmer definitely providing the vibes for a lot of us in the morning. Um, shout out Stank. Uh, we've got a lot of friends in here. We've got little Dave, Echo Aris, Green Eyed Mama, The Real In Air, MP Floyd. Uh, so yeah, thank you. Welcome in everybody. Um, we're talking to Joe K of Selection, of course, and uh, thank you for everyone tuning in today. Um, if you have any questions, just throw it in the chat or uh, DM Serato and we'll make sure we, we answer them. Um, but while I got you here um, and we're focused on the future, the sounds of tomorrow with Joe K, what's coming up next for Joe K as a person? What are you looking forward to in, uh, in 2022 when it's uh, any, any resolutions planned for the new year? Um, my, my plans for the new year are just to... Um, I, I cycle a lot. I ride, so I plan to just get on the road. Cycling has been another form of therapy for me, and it's got me in shape. I used to be a, a bit thicker uh, over the years, man, and I've really um, chiseled up, man. I've really uh, cycling for me is a cheat code. Um, whatever whatever form of of being active is for anybody in this chat, um, you know, I just really want to push everybody to just keep keep that moving. But for me, cycling is a cheat code because like I'm able to burn so many calories on that damn bike. It's insane. <laughs> like, like in an hour, an hour and 15, I burn a thousand calories minimum. You know what I mean? And to do that, like working out, like whether I'm weight training or, you know, if I, even if I go on a run, you have to, you have to run a lot of miles to, to burn that. You know what I mean? So, and, and I love cycling because it saves my joints. Um, running on the pavement on the street a lot is, is a lot. So, um, yeah, just taking the time for myself, just recentering, doing things that um, that stimulate my soul, stimulate my mind, um, and um, what else? Just working on a like this is a time where I get to work on things that I've been kind of neglecting or haven't had a chance to do. So I'm really taking that the next two or three weeks to do that. 
I'm, I'm on social media, but I'm on there very minimally. Anytime I catch myself scrolling on IG or Twitter, like relentlessly for, for like a couple minutes and I'm, and I'm just like, why am I on here? I try to force myself to get off because once you start aimlessly scrolling, it, I feel like it's time to get off. Like, why do I need to be on here? You know what I'm saying? So um, I'd rather put that time into to building something or, or creating something. How can I put this into a real task? You know what I mean? Oftentimes, social media, man, is like another form of like, you can really like mess with your, your equilibrium. You know what I mean? You might see someone say some crazy stuff or, or see, say some dark stuff and it just kind of alters your, your, your philosophy or your point of view for that moment. Or how many times have we gone online to look for something or to check someone's page? And then you get distracted by something that you just see right there in front of you. You're like, wait, why not even come on here to begin with? Right. So yeah, a lot of that time is just, um, just slowing down a lot, man. And, um, and just coming back into, uh, 2022 with like some fresh ears. We have, um, at 11 year anniversary, we have some like web three stuff we're doing like with Monty Booker, um, that should be coming up, uh, shout out Monty as well, because that's going to be the first record that goes gold, which is huge. Wow. Um, a SoundCloud record, you know, colors to go gold is something that, you know, to think that it came from SoundCloud and it'll be the first plaque that selection gets from a SoundCloud record. That's, that's huge. Um, that is really, huge, man. Big up, Monty. Yeah. Big up, Selection. That's big, big news. Congratulations. Thank you, man. It, it feels it's, it's powerful. Um, you were talking about the power of music earlier, and to think that someone from Chicago that um, just made beats in their bedroom now has a gold record from something that was just very free spirit is it's, it's dope, man. So um, that, and then uh, right now, me and Andres are working on our next set of footwear for Sui Coke. Um, we put out these, we put out these sandals uh, earlier this year, and um, yeah, we have like two prototypes that we're working on. They're like they're like some proper like footwear. It's not just sandals. It's like some shoes. Um, I'm I'm really excited about that. The merch has really been exciting for selection and for myself because it's 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 enabled us to like really express ourselves outside of the music. Um, and uh, yeah, there's there's so much more. Uh, we've been working on some big partnerships and things like that, and. Yeah, I'm just looking to amplify Selection Radio as well. So um, we're actually creating a Selection Radio channel in the Selection uh, Discord. So if you guys have any ideas or things that you guys want to see, we're, like, we're all ears. So, um, yeah, stay tuned for that. Definitely jump in that Selection uh, Discord. That sounds like the place to be if you're into Selection, Joe K, and, and the rest of the crew. Um, we do have some quick uh, some questions from the audience, um, if you've got the time, Joe. Um, yeah. So uh, I hope I'm saying this name right. Um, Squirge asks, if there's one thing you could tell your younger self, what would it be? If there's one thing I could tell my younger self, uh, invest, um, pay your taxes. Um, by doing, by, it's not that I didn't pay my taxes or, or invest, but I, w- I just wish I would have known um, earlier. Like if I would have had the keys and had the codes a lot earlier, I would have had a lot more revenue streams now because if you don't pay your taxes on time, especially when you're running like six or seven different entities like me through selection, um, you know what I mean? Like if you're not taking care of those important things then you begin to pay interest on those, on those things. So um, unfortunately I didn't have too many 
too many like business advisors early on and I had to learn through trial and error. Um, signing agreements for everything that you do proper, even if, if it's with a best friend or a family member, if, you're, if you have a real like um, lucrative idea or, or a company that you're creating, it's good to have the paperwork um, set up from the start. It's not, a, it, it doesn't need to be a weird conversation. It doesn't need to be awkward. It's just about being professional and being on top of your shit. It's about being organized. Being organized is the best thing you could ever do. There's nothing informal about that. There's nothing wrong about it. There's nothing too serious about it. I wish I would have done that as well early on because it probably could have saved me a lot of headaches. Um, and uh, I wish that we would have had that in place. So just having, just being organized, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, taking the time to establish real organization, a real sense of structure. There's nothing wrong with, with just doing things on the fly, but the more organized you are, the, the, the more you're able to navigate through your business. You know what I mean? And, and if you ever have a fallout with somebody or if, if like money, real money starts coming into play and you don't have those things into play, then those terms or conversations can change. So um, you never want to get into an argument and you never want to have a fallout over fucking money. That's the worst thing to do, especially with your, your people that you came up with. So the sooner that you have that established, <clears throat> there's nothing to argue about. There's nothing to to be confused about because those things were established from the get-go. You know what I mean? So I wish I could have told my younger self that or I had somebody to kind of um, guide me in that direction. That's, I mean, that was that was several things, and I think they're all very, very valuable gems. So uh, thank you. I hope, that, I hope that's helpful, x um, And thank you, Joe, for sharing that. I mean, those are, yeah, I mean, pay your taxes. That's That will catch up with you real quick, real fast. Oh, one more thing, too. I would say um, right now is the time to, to invest into yourself. It's been the time. It's been the time to invest into yourself since the day we were, we were born, honestly. But... For whatever reason, like if y'all have like any self doubts, it's not about doing it for for others or if you're if you're if you're afraid of like failure, afraid of being neglected or someone not even supporting your art or your work, fuck it, just do it for yourself. It's not about others. It's about self self love, really. So if there's anything that that um you know that you're thinking about doing or you've been on the fence about, just do it. How else are you gonna know if you don't try? So that's one of the other like again that's kind of like one of those cliche things that's why i really respect virgil you know rest in peace because mm. the way he was able to be everywhere at once maybe one could argue that he made himself too accessible but every everything that i've seen about people talking about him on a personal level the way he was able to uh champion everybody and make them feel important the way he was able to give so many people a chance while doing all those um those collections that he did and and dropping drop after drop while DJing, doing all these panel talks, like that's the kind of legacy that I think everybody should strive for. Like, there's only one Virgil, obviously, but I think the the, the point that I'm making is like clearly he knew he had an, an ill he had you know he wasn't well like health wise, and he didn't let that get in the way, and he really lived his life to the maximum, and like. Even it's crazy that someone with someone with that much success and money and wealth, there's not even it would be someone like him that has a rare a rare disease or a rare you know illness that takes him from from the earth right. But he didn't let that stop him from doing what he had to do, which is maybe why he was so 
bright, why he, he lived life at another level that was beyond everybody's work ethic because he maybe knew his time was coming up, but it allowed him to, to really like maximize his full potential. You know what I mean? So that's something I really try to like learn from and champion and like the best, the best time now to invest into yourself is right now. So, um, take that time, especially while things are slowing down. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, I think Virgil is a really good example of someone who left an amazing legacy. And when you talk about legacy, you know, that's what you leave behind on this earth, right? It's so important. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I hope we get this name right as well. Zara Habib um, has asked, peace to both, oh, she says, peace to both to you. Uh, thanks for your time, Joe. This has, uh, has selection had to reinvent itself over the years? And if yes, when did you know it was, uh, it was time to, how did you know what direction to move towards? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Selection is constantly reinventing ourselves. I mean, we're constantly, we're, we're reinventing ourselves as we speak in real time. You know what I mean? Like creating the discord, um, you know, doing things like that, um, transitioning over to Web3, not to where we're alienating Web2 and not going to continue to do what we do. But all these things are, are signs of us finding new ways um, during during COVID. You know what I mean? Like when we didn't have a chance to live stream or not live stream, we didn't have a chance to tour and do all these live things. Um, us doing the, the, the Twitch sessions and, and, and creating all these different sectors, that was us adapting um in real time right and creating avenues for ourselves um us us doing um selection supply and dropping our own merchandise is keeping keeping selection afloat and keeping the lights on and and creating revenue streams to be able to provide for ourselves and for our staff um being able to do that because we're not signed to a major mm. um so we've constantly had to to always um adapt you know what i mean so yeah we're constantly doing it and um, yeah, there's there's a lot of things that we haven't planned for for the next year that we're gonna that's gonna require us to constantly reinvent ourselves to to be able to have another ten years of life mm. of selection, you know, keep this going. That's awesome. Um, I just got a couple more. Um, uh, I think we kind of talked about this one a little bit uh, a little bit earlier. Uh, DJ Obone um, asked, uh, "Is there still a poss the possibility to submit songs remixes for sol the Selection Radio Show?" Um, you want to just maybe reiterate the best way for people to do that? Um, so SoundCloud is really the place where where I find, I would say, 85% of the music for the show. Maybe a little bit less, maybe, maybe like 70% or so. The rest, is, I'm like constantly just digging on all platforms where I'm getting, uh, you know, music sent to me from like my friends. But I would say just, just I, I see everything on SoundCloud and if it's good, I will see it because there's a chance that someone else is going to repost it. And how many hours did I say I'm spending on there? Like 15 to 20, I believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 15 to 20 plus hours is going into every radio show per week, minimum. And um, so I'm really taking the time to dig. And eventually I'm going to find you because I find everybody. It might not be in a real time. It might not be in the moment, but I will find you eventually. And just keep working on your craft. So, um, yeah. Okay, awesome. Uh, one more, if that's okay. Um, I want to give a shout out to Stank Palmer. He's a fantastic person to, to know in the Twitch world and in real life. Um, if you don't follow him, I highly suggest it. He asks, Joe K, 
What are some of the misconceptions that younger DJs, producers, creative people have that can slow their transition from bedroom artists to a larger profile? Well, that's a great question. So what's what's the misconception that producers or DJs have transitioning from bedroom to real life? Is that what it is? To a lo- yeah, from, from a, um, a bedroom artist to a larger profile. Uh, that's a great question. Let me see. I, I got to think about this as I'm speaking about it. Maybe you can kind of help me on the on the dialogue as um as I'm speaking. Yeah. Uh, the biggest misconception. Well, one thing I will say right now that makes it honestly, this will kind of segue into like me trying to answer the question in real time. But one one part that that's very difficult about this era that we're in right now is that. Um, there's so many DJs now. There's so many producers, right? That are that exist out there because technology, you know, um, laptops, tech has just made it more accessible for everybody. Controllers have made it more accessible for anybody to DJ. Um, so what does that mean? There's just more people doing this craft now, which makes it a bit harder versus 10 years ago when when. I mean, I've been doing this longer than 10 years. I started back in 2007, 2008. But even then, there was less DJs, less producers that were as accessible. Now you have more people in the field. So you have to do a lot more to stand out. And a lot of people missed that golden era of SoundCloud, you know, coming up during that time. So if you're just coming out now, it's like there's so many. Everybody has a radio show now, like like a SoundCloud radio show. Everybody has a podcast. Everybody's streaming live, right? Yeah. Everybody, everybody is producing now. Everybody has a sound kit out now. You know what I mean? All these things weren't accessible, you know, five plus years ago or or ten plus years ago. So you have to do a lot more to stand out. But this is the most important time to be original more than ever. There's nothing wrong with being inspired by somebody else. There's nothing wrong with being inspired by your favorite DJ, um, your favorite brand, your favorite company, your favorite uh, label. But if you want to really like make a name for yourself or have longevity, this is the time where you have to, um, you know, find a way to like do something that hasn't been done before or that's done in such a unique way that you're now driving uh, an audience that wants to keep on listening or supporting you. You know what I mean? Um, otherwise, what's the point? If you're just, do- if we're just doing things that are already existing, then you're, then it, it's, it's not going to keep you're, you're one. You're not going to set the tone because the only one that can set the tone are the originators. That's why with selection, um, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of producers out there that have replicated our, our artists, but the only ones who can set the tone and bring in the new sound are the, are the originators, right? Same thing with the selection radio. There's only one selection radio. There's a lot of juniors out there and I see it all. And, and it's all love and a testament to what what I have built, what selection has built. But if you're just doing something that is literally embodying selection radio, if you're just playing the same tracks that I'm playing or doing the same kind of artwork or the same kind of things or the same kind of layout and structure, like everybody's gonna be like, that's dope, but selection did it, you know what I'm saying? And you don't ever want to be somebody that's just a copycat of something else because they're always going to affiliate you to the ones that are already doing it and setting the tone. You know what I mean? So everybody has to go through that that moment when they're feeling inspired. And maybe there's nothing wrong with doing like a tribute mix or a tribute 
uh, track to your favorite artist, but eventually you want to find your own sound and find your own ecosystem, your own your own community to to be able to to tap in with and to be able to create your own work. So, absolutely, I think that was really good. And um, you know, some of the other things that slow people down. Um, is probably a lot of around expectation, having expectations that things are going to come fast. And I think you kind of, I mean, just the testament that selection has been around for 10 years is a good example of how long things can take, you know, to mature and, and grow and, and how, how far you guys have gotten, how far you guys are still going to go in the next 10 years or the next 20 years. Um, I think that's, yeah, that's fantastic. And, and Joe, I, I really want to, um, I, we're kind of, we've been talking for over an hour and a half now. I feel, I feel like, uh, we've had a lot of your time. You've been very generous donating that time to us um, and to everyone here uh, who's, who's able to listen. Um, so I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart and, and wish you a happy holidays. Uh, Likewise. Thank you for having me, man. And shout out, Yo, Serato has been essential to Selection and been a part of our foundation and our roots and so many of our, like, you know, our real, like, OG DJs and, and people are still behind Serato and you guys have been essential. I was really, really excited for this um, control vinyl to come out and I hope we can do more in the future. We just want to put out more vinyl, period. Uh, that's that's one of our main goals for 2022, by the way. Um, but um, I would love to do another control vinyl and just keep building these conversations. So anything we can do to give back to you guys, um, just let us know whatever you need from us, man. We, we got you. And make sure you follow, uh, you join the Discord, Selection Discord is a way, great way to stay in touch or ask questions for Joe if you, if you didn't get your questions answered today. Um, more power to the Selection fam, more power to Joe K, and uh, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays. Yeah. I'm going to take All us right. out with um, with uh, your your uh, budgie thinking about you slow to edit, because <laughs> I feel like this is the one. Um, and then we're going to, yeah, we'll go raid someone. So stick around for the raid. Uh, thank you again. And peace, everyone in the in the chat. Have a great day. Much love.